ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, March 29th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We got a lot to get into today. Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director, is coming by the program. We're going to check in with him in the back half of the show. Hopefully we can get him in here a little earlier. i got plenty of good questions today. I've got, I mean, not only do I have a plentiful amount of questions, they're really good, thanks to a lot of you on Twitter today that saw my tweet asking for some of your input on what we can talk to the athletic director about. And if you'd like to add to that, I will still be checking. I'm on Twitter at Paul Swan. And of course, we also will open up the text line at 304 523 2275. So we're going to check that throughout the program as well. Uh, baseball is going on right now. I didn't give enough love to the Marshall baseball team yesterday. So today I'll try to do a little bit better by the herd. But right now it's not looking good. Bottom of the seventh, West Virginia leads Marshall 7-1. to one. So not looking good right now for the Thundering Herd against the Mountaineers. And of course, We've seen stranger things. Stranger things have happened. The herd maybe can get a rally going, come back. I don't know. But 7-1 right now, West Virginia on top of the Mountaineers, bottom of the seventh. We'll update that throughout the program. So we've got Charles Huff sound. We're going to get to that here in a moment from yesterday's practice. We'll hear from Clint Trickett a little bit later on. Of course, Coach Trickett is taking up the mantle of handling the offense, so we're going to hear a little bit from him. And then as soon as we get Mr. Spears in the building, uh, we will go to your questions and we will talk to him. So that's what the show looks like today. Yesterday was day one for practice, and of course, we were over there earlier in the afternoon and the Shuey talking to Coach about a variety of items, and we're going to hear from some of his coaches throughout the week, and we'll hear more from Coach himself as far as some of the things that are going into the spring, getting ready for the Sun Belt. But yesterday was day one of practice, and something new he's doing this year is uh, he's making himself a little bit more available to us to kind of give us an idea of what practice is looking like. And so... He thought things were pretty good for day one. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it went well. I told the guys I thought they had the right competitive spirit. I thought they had the right energy and right intent. Um, obviously, there's some anxiety, right? Day one, you put the helmets on. You know, the same play we walked through 30 times in the last two months. Um, it's all of a sudden like, oh, it's the same play. But I thought overall they had the right competitive spirit. I thought we took the right positive step. Um, we got to continue to work on our consistency. You know, right now we're, there's a lot of inconsistent um, things that are showing up, and I'm not talking about contested. And we talked to the team, um, you know, earlier in the in the winter about contested versus consistency, right? If it's a contested throw, all right, you may you may he may break it up, but if it's a consistency issue, we got to do a really good job of making the easy easy plays easy, right? You got to take your layup. So I thought we did some good things from an energy and focus standpoint. Got to take a huge step in our consistency, but for day one, I felt pretty good about it. Coach Huff feeling pretty good about it. And another question that was asked of him yesterday after practice wrapped up was just talk about some of the players that maybe were a little under the radar that stood out to him. 
Keelan LeBourne, you know, did some really good things. He's got a really good, you know, feel for the game. Obviously, he's an older guy. Um, you know, I watch the running backs a little bit different. Um, you know, so you always, I always kind of got an eye on them. But I thought he did some really good things, just some feels of runs, um, you know, just kind of, you know, a good, good pace and a good tempo. Um, I thought Brian Robinson did some really good things. He's got really strong hands, um, really smooth runner. You know, he kind of he kind of did some things towards the back end of practice. Um, Caleb Coons at the wideout position is, 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 I mean, he is taking huge strides as far as his, he's got the ability, but as far as his retention and playmaking ability, you start to see him do things more consistently. Um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, obviously we don't have shoulder pads on. So the D line, you know, they kind of jump out and they run by and they yell at me and, you know, but I thought as a whole, I thought they, they kind of did some really good things. You know, Anthony Watts is, is one of the guys that we got uh, from the transfer portal that's here. He did some really good things today, kind of showing up um, in the back end. You know, you, you got the, the, the ever so mayor of the group, you know, Gilmore, he's just consistent and steady Eddie. Um, but he heard, I heard him a little bit more today. I know I talked about that a little bit earlier in the press conference, you know, he was a little more vocal, which is good. And then um, Isaiah Norman and Andre Sam were two guys in the back end that, that flashed a little bit, um, you know, kind of throughout the day. So, Coach Huff breaking it down for us. That was uh, day one of practice. We'll hear hopefully from him again for the Thursday show. We're going to try to, if we can get them live, we can. Now, what's happening is they're doing it right after practice. And so that wraps up right around the same time we're still on the air. So if we can't get those to you live, we'll definitely have them for the next show. But either way, we'll have uh, all of the updates from Coach Huff. And we'll keep you updated on what's happening with practice. As again, everything's taking place in the indoor practice facility. And they're trying to balance it between taking care of practice, giving us some access, and at the same time, and not necessarily want to keep fans out because they don't like you. It's just you know, they're trying to balance everything between you know, making sure they're able to do the things they need to do at the same time, give the media some access so we can do our job, so we can get that information out to you. So I know it's a little frustrating for some of you that like going to practice and just sitting and being able to you know see what's going on. I get it. For some of you, it's a lot of fun. You like going to practice, and I totally am with you there on that. But uh, just a, a new different way, a new and different way of doing things for practice. So hopefully we'll hear more from Coach Huff. we got a month to go here. You know, one down, 14 to go of these things, and that includes the spring game itself. Okay, when we continue, we're going to um, talk a little bit about Clint Trickett. We're going to hear from Coach about what he's planning to do on offense both Coach Huff and of Coach Trickett get their thoughts on how the offense is going to look this year. Later on, we're going to hear from Christian Spears. We're going to get him in studio. Uh, I've got some of your questions. Uh, we're lining up some good ones here. I want to talk about, of course, uh, football improvements, uh, update on baseball, uh, project in the end zone. Yeah, this came out yesterday. Maybe tear down those uh, those ugly metal Seats, Maybe that's happening. Maybe a party deck out there. Who knows? We're going to find out more about that. Of course, uh, we're going to hear from Coach Huff about some things, and I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Spears about that as far as uh, things that maybe can be improved in the indoor practice facility. So we've got a lot of things here. We're still putting it together. You guys did a great job today. Thank you. And, of course, if you're not following me on Twitter, I would appreciate it, at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Let's get you caught up on Marshall Baseball taking on the Mountaineers today. Mountaineers right now, middle of the eighth, lead the Thundering Herd 7-1. to one. Let's hope the Herd can rally. Coming up later on the program, he's going to uh, make it down here as fast as he can. Christian Spears, very important man as the athletic director of Marshall University. That means everybody wants a piece of his time, and he's giving us some of it. So I've got some great questions that you have sent me that we're going to ask. Some of you want to know about the secondary ticket market deal that's coming up. How is that going to compare and compete with the ticket office itself? Some of you want to kind of get an idea of what the video boards are going to look like. You know, some of you want to see maybe some improvements facility-wise. You know, we've got so many ways we can go with this. So we're going to try to – we're going to do it maybe, I don't know, rapid fire, but it's going to be the lightning round depending on when we can get him in here. So he's coming up a little bit later on. Again, I said it was tentative. If he runs late, we'll record it. If he runs early, we'll have as many questions as we can fire while we're on the air. Talked to Coach Huff yesterday. As we have been talking about spring beginning, and there are some personnel changes, thundering herd, elevating some positions here, yeah, bringing in some some different fresh eyes on the situation. Clint Trickett, for one, is now the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and. Instantly, when you have a new offensive coordinator, you're thinking, oh, the offense is going to change. The offense is going to change. Coach Huff addressed that, said that the team's going to be very similar on offense. Yeah. Um, well, when I hired Coach Trickett um, the first go around as, as a receiver coach in the mindset of, you know, at a place like Marshall, the group of five schools, you're going to have turnover, right? You want to eliminate it as much as possible. But I think one of the biggest things that, you know, we can do as coaches is our consistency. So the more people you can hire in your program that can move up or elevate, the more consistent you can be. So we will be similar on offense. I I tell people all the time, it's kind of like grandma's recipe. So grandma's recipe is grandma's recipe, but when the first kid gets the apple pie recipe, it's gonna be the same recipe, a little bit more cinnamon. Then when the next kid gets the the recipe, it's gonna be the same recipe, a little more cinnamon, a little more sugar. So we're gonna get the same um, recipe, so we'll look the same offensively. There are some things that Coach Trickett is gonna be able to add just from his background in offensive football playing and coaching, and from him being here a year with our personnel. Um, I think that's another part of it. You bring a new offensive coordinator in, and everybody says, oh, well, why don't you go out and hire this you know, fancy offensive coordinator? I can hire Sean McVay, but he doesn't know what Corey Gamage can do. You know, So he may have a play that Odell Beckham can run really well. But can Corey Gammons do that? To ask him, seriously, I wanted to ask him, do you have a defense for Odell Beckham? I'm still stinging a little bit from that Super Bowl. I don't know if Coach saw me twitch a little bit when he was talking about Sean McVay, you know, and Odell Beckham Jr. I was twitching just a little bit in that interview yesterday. Now, other than the fact that I want Grandma's apple pie recipe here, we had a chance to catch up with Coach Trickett, and he kind of echoed the same sentiment, not in the uh, sense about the apple pie recipe, but he said that the team's not going to be too different on offense. 
Uh, not like I'm sure Coach Huff mentioned it, we're not going to be too different on offense. We'll be very similar, um, just change some things here and there, um, but really not too different. Uh, Coach Crampton did a phenomenal job while I was here. Um, appreciate you know being able to learn under him for the year last year, um, and I think you know the things that he did helped me transition into this role. But really, um, it's about the guys, the players that we have here, being able to get it into their hands quickly and effectively, making them make plays and. Uh, putting him in the best position to succeed. Now you bring someone into this position as the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, and you then have a fresh set of quarterbacks. You don't have anyone yet that's here that has that veteran leadership that's been with the program. I mean, you're starting fresh here. And that could be a negative or you could take it the way Coach Huff took it. He said this is an opportunity for those young players at quarterback. Yeah, I think it's a really good thing. Obviously, we would love to have you know a guy. We said, hey, here, here's our starter, and we're putting you know him with all the one reps and, and those types of things. But I think in the spring, it's really good because from a personal standpoint, if I'm a player and I'm young, I see opportunity. If you've got a, a starter that's been in here, you know, two or three years and you kind of know he's the starter, you, you know you have an opportunity, but you kind of you're waiting your time. Um, I think now we're able to kind of really say we have a open competition, you know, and I think it's a legitimate. Every coach says that at the beginning of the year. Right. But I mean, if Tom Brady's your quarterback, you, you really don't have an open competition. Um, but I think we legitimately have that opportunity and we're able to distribute the reps equally, and we're able to let these guys compete. Um, rather than saying, hey, you're the two, so you're going to get the two reps, or rather than saying, well, you're the three, so you're getting the three reps. Now it's, hey, you're the one today, you're running with the twos this rep, hey, next play you're going in. You know, So we're able to truly evaluate where these guys are and will be at the end of these 15. He has said several times that we're not going to decide who the starting quarterback is going to be he mentioned it you got to first find out who can do what and you got to get everybody on the bus before you start assigning seats so that was his his description of how it's playing out and you got to go with the guys in the room right you can talk about players that are coming you can talk about future but you got to go with the guys in the room or at least that was the indication from coach Trickett when talking about his quarterback room Right, that's a good way to look at it, but right now, the way I'm telling the guys and the way we're approaching it is we're going with the guys we got in the room. Um, so this is who we got in the room. Let's develop the guys, give them as much reps as possible. I think these reps are invaluable for all you know, five, six of the freshman quarterbacks that we have in here. Um, it's hard to get that many guys reps, but with the way we practice, the way Coach Huff has it structured, um, it, it couldn't be a better practice structure for what we're going into. And finally, with Coach Trickett today, one of the things I was kind of curious when talking to him, I asked him, you know, you're coming in to transition. He's been at Marshall. So this isn't him just showing up today, yesterday, and we get to meet him, and here he is. You know, he's been now around. He knows what's going on. He's gone through the quarterback position. He knows what he's doing. Is it better to come into a situation, he's coming in fresh, and his quarterbacks are coming in fresh, or would it have been better to have somebody coming in, somebody there that has a little bit more experience, a little bit more of that veteran leadership, veteran knowledge as far as going around 
getting ready, getting ready for the position. Really, I mean, you're, you're this, you're the offensive coordinator, and you're the quarterback coach, and you're taking on greater responsibility. Now you've got that responsibility. You're new to the position at Marshall, and you've got guys who are new to the position at Marshall. You know what's better coming in, starting fresh. He talked about that with us. Yeah, uh, there's a couple ways to look at it. Um, you know, it, it's definitely. For coaching, you have to start from the base. You can't assume that they know anything. You really have to explain every little detail. Um, so our meetings do get a little lengthy at sometimes because you just, you know, they haven't heard it for two or three or four years like a redshirt senior or an older person has. This is the first time they're hearing it. So drilling certain messages home and you know over and over and over again. I think right now you kind of have to with them being such young and inexperienced guys. That is Coach Clint Trickett. We'll hear more from him. We'll hear more from Coach Huff throughout the week. And we're going to hear from more of the Marshall coaching staff as we continue on with spring practice beginning yesterday at Marshall. Still to come on the program, as soon as we can get him in here, he is transitioning from meeting to meeting to me. And we're going to get him here in the second half of the show I just don't know precisely when. So as soon as we get him in here, it is going to be it's going to be the lightning round of the drive with Paul Swan. We're going to give everything we've got to get as many questions in as possible and still find some time to maybe talk about some things that maybe aren't on the board. We'll do all of that when we continue. But uh, I've got a couple more things I want to go over today from Coach Huff. We'll do that. We're going to keep you updated on Marshall Baseball taking on the Mountaineers right now. And it's not looking good. 7-1, bottom of the eighth. Hopefully the herd can get some more runs on the board. But bottom of the eighth and 2-0 right now. Uh, Bottom of the eighth, 2-0 is the count. Uh, 7-1. West Virginia, as I'm trying to keep an eye on this as we speak. So 7-1, bottom of the eighth, West Virginia leading Marshall. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Gabriel Sellers, our producer this afternoon. we got Ryan Sirk manning the door. Yeah, we've got a, a student athlete at Marshall University who's won a national championship on the Marshall soccer team, sitting out in the lobby waiting to escort Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director, in the studio as soon as he uh, shows up at the door. You know, we have, that's the kind that's the that's the level of I mean it's a high high level position there to escort him in here into the studio. So we have um, we put in the guy who is used to uh, running on the soccer pitch on that job. So it's not what he expected when he took the internship. I'm sure that's not what he was expecting to do as, a, as an intern here, but uh, we are going to get him in here as soon as we can, Christian Spears. I've got questions that are coming in. Um, I got this one in uh, during the break uh, talking about asking him about how he's going to try to expand the reach into southern Ohio and eastern Kentucky. It's a, it's a large population area. The metro is not small. It's not the biggest metro in the United States, but it's not a small metro. Yeah, there's a good-sized population here. So how do you get people 
that are in Ohio and Kentucky, other parts of the market, more engaged with the thundering herd. Because you know, I'll use this as an example. If you live in Ironton or Lawrence County and you're you know, on that side of, uh, of the tri-state, you're an Ohio State fan, maybe you're an Ohio fan. If you live in Kentucky, you live in Ashland. If you're in Ashland right now, are you a Wildcats fan? You're a Kentucky fan, right? Maybe maybe there's a Moorhead uh, contingency there. Maybe there's some people who are fans of EKU. Maybe there are some fans of Louisville here. You know, maybe there's a, a nice mix there. I don't know, Murray State. Maybe you got some Murray State fans. I don't know. But if you live in different portions of the metro, you have different allegiances. So how does Marshall get more involved with the greater tri-state area? I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how you can go about that. That's a good question. Hopefully, uh, we can get that answered for you as well. And, of course, I'm taking some of your questions uh, now on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I'm going to try to get to everything. Anything I can't get to, because, again, uh, it's going to be time-dependent. Anything I can't get to will save and I'll hold over. So I've got last week's questions still uh, filed away. I'm going to revisit those. I've got this week's questions, and I appreciate everyone participating and giving me some great ideas here. Uh, we're going to hear from the athletic director shortly, but until then, i got a couple of things I want to go over with Coach Huff. And so uh, heads up in the studio here. I'm changing the order here a little bit. I'm going to call my shots. So we're going to play – for the studio, we're going to go to cut 12. And I'm going to ask Coach about this. And the reason I want to ask, uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. Can I call Christian Coach? I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask Christian about this. Coach Huff was asked about, hey, you know, is there a big difference? You know, you're going to be practicing the entire time inside the uh, indoor practice facility. You know, is that going to you know be a big difference? change for you? Is that going to be a disadvantage, not being able to practice outside? You know, there's a couple of questions along that line. And Coach Huff talked about practicing indoors. He also, he mentioned something that interested me as far as wanting to change the setup a little bit, and they're looking for more space. So I'll let you hear that first, and then we'll talk about it. Here's Coach Huff talking about practicing inside and then maybe needing some more space. Um, no, I mean, our, our field setup right now, you know, it's something that we're, we're looking into. Um, we, we would like to be able to have a little more space. Um, yes, we're going to and want to build a baseball stadium first, so I know that's, <laughs> that's part of it. But we're looking into getting some more space, but the space is the same. Um, obviously, we don't have to deal with the um, bipolar West Virginia weather, um, you know, because it's supposed to be 80 on Wednesday, which you'd love to be outside. But today you probably are like, ah, well, we may want to go inside. Um, but it's, it's one of the benefits that we have of having the indoor, um, you know, while we're going through the transition with the turf and all of those things. Um, it's going to help us, you know, still be able to practice at a high rate of speed and still be efficient with our time. Interesting. I'm kind of curious what the win-win list looks like as far as the indoor practice facility. Now, I did ask Coach about the new hire. He works now for Christian Spears, Marshall's new athletic director. And I kind of wanted to get a feel from him as far as some of the things that he's talked about with Christian, some of the things that they've gone over because we've talked about the win-win 
when this happens, winning happens. That's his philosophy as far as being an athletic director. I want to get an idea from Coach Huff what those conversations look like. And as far as Coach Huff is concerned, Christian's a rock star. Yeah, um, Christian and I have had a few conversations. I think the guy's a rock star. I I really do. Um, I think the committee's done a really good job of narrowing down the search and really evaluating the candidate. I thought we had some really good candidates. I I think Christian is a transformational leader. I think he is where college athletics is going with his vision. Just some of the things that we talked about, we've got to continue to improve our nutrition plan. We've got to be able to feed our guys the quality and quantity that they need to be able to be successful and sustain and put on the right weight. Some of the things we talked about was, you know, resources in our academic, you know, department, you know, getting, you know, the, the, the amount of people in that department we need to keep our guys not eligible but on track, you know, so that they have the resources they need off the field. Being able to continue to evolve from a resource standpoint, you know, financially so that that way we can continue to give them the things that they need on and off the field. Good stuff from Coach Huff. One more quick question that was asked of him yesterday. You know what Coach Huff loves to say? Closing the gap, right? You love hearing Coach talk about how Marshall has to close that gap. Well, he was asked, hey, is that still the message? Is closing the gap still the philosophy? Yeah, because uh, the gap widened on us. I mean, when they when they bumped us into the Sun Belt, as we were reeling it in, it's like when you go fishing and you got it at the boat and the thing jumps off, you got to recast and throw it back out there. But I think that's something that, you know, we, we always can, can can focus on, right? And that that's everything. So that's academics. That's taking care of your body. Um, that's mental health. That's understanding the systems. It's one thing to know the play and know what I'm supposed to do. It's another thing to know what all 11 or 10 guys out there with me is supposed to do. It's one thing to say, hey, I can play boundary safety. It's another thing to say, well, I can play field safety and star. You know what I mean? So when we're talking about closing the gap, those are all the things that to me is, are, are consistently changing, if that makes sense. Coach Huff. Talking to the media, we're going to hear more from him this week. We're going to hear a lot from him as uh, this is his, I don't know, this is Christmas in April. I know you have Christmas in July. I know it's March still, but for the most part, Christmas in April for him. He gets to open up all the new wonderful toys. He gets to go out on the playground and, and play, have a great time, close the gap, get this team ready. Good stuff from Coach Huff. We're going to hear from more of his staff this week as well. All right. As soon as he is able to walk in the door, we are going to sit Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears down on this microphone. We're going to take our break now, our final break. We're going to clear it out. And hopefully on the other side of the break, he's going to be right here. If not, he's going to walk in while we're talking. Either way, he'll be coming in soon. I told you, 99% sure it was happening here. So the 1% is my, my escape More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's our final segment. 
en route as we speak. Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears. He's going to be coming uh, in the studio here momentarily. So we've got a lot of questions for him. We're going to go into our lightning round with some of these questions. I mean, some good stuff today. I want to thank you, all of you that able to suggest a few things. You know, some of you want baseball update. Get an update on what the conversation with the architects looked like. Elaborate a little bit on the end zone project. I am rooting for tearing down the metal, metal bleachers. I am rooting for that. I don't want to I don't want to cloud his judgment, but I want those down. And uh, there's a party deck maybe, something for younger herd fans to you see that at a lot of venues here. Uh, I want to know if he can tell me a little bit more about some of the maybe future plans for the indoor practice facility. Of course, uh, the location for the spring game probably going to be finalized soon, more than likely Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Someone asked about expanding the footprint into Ohio and Kentucky with the fan base, trying to grow there. Uh, someone asked me about the secondary ticket market. You know, are prices going to be comparable? Yeah, is it going to be? You know, should I get my tickets off? Should I get my tickets off the secondary ticket market? How's that going to work? Um, so if I get a ticket here at this seat, I can go in the secondary market, and you know maybe I'm getting it cheaper, maybe I'm paying more. Uh, also, um, some really thoughtful questions about maybe some potential football improvements. Uh, some of the questions were about it, maybe outdoor practice fields, improving coaches' salaries. Also, adding and improving parking near the stadium, possibly an east lot by the indoor practice facility. Uh, maybe pushing for a hotel near the stadium. I mean, these are some good questions here. Video boards, what the size of that's going to look like. You know, we're going to see ribbon boards and we're going to see some new signage. What are we going to see here? How will all of this come to fruition? So, uh, we are going to hit the ground running as soon as we get him in here. And again, uh, we had to change the time. We were trying to do this at 5.15, but as you can imagine, being an athletic director, a lot of people want your time, and you've got you to make sure that you uh, have time for everybody. So you know, if, if this is going to be eight minutes, we'll do it for eight minutes. If it's going to be 10 minutes, we're going to do it for 10 minutes. So we, uh, we'll get everything we possibly can in, and uh, we're going to do this again. So anything we missed today, we will cover. While we're here, it's the top of the ninth. We've been keeping an eye on West Virginia taking on Marshall right now, top of the ninth. And um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have Christian Spears come in. Let me give the West Virginia score. Um, it is seven uh, three right now. Uh, this is top of the ninth here, seven three. So uh, I'm uh, trying to get uh, a little information on the baseball. Because uh, I'm not sure if they're calling it after nine. While we're doing that and trying to get, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, no, we're good here. Again, I'm trying to do 15 different things here at the same time. Keep an eye on that baseball score. Top of the ninth, West Virginia seven, Marshall three. So uh, we're gonna get Coach in here in a minute. I, I, I'm calling him Coach because I keep calling calling him Coach. So I am going to. Call him coach until he says no, Paul. Stop calling me that. So uh, here he comes. We got him coming in now. We're going hot. We're on the air live. So look at you. You're just like running in here like a, in like a track star. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for doing this. I know you've been busy. Yeah. Good solid week, right? What are we now? Uh, we are day 12. Day 12. Okay. Day 12. 
Uh, today we went out to the Bill No Aviation School. Oh, how was that? Unbelievable setup that we did out in Charleston, right? So we're going to be training future pli- pilots, and man, we desperately need these in the industry, both commercial and private, and there's just countless job opportunities. So every single kid that goes to that flight school is going to leave with a job, right? Talk about a career outcome. And then, you know, to have somebody who cares so deeply about Marshall, Bill No, on our board of governors, starts a aviation program for us, unbelievable planes, Marshall branded, mm-hmm. and, you know, let's be a revenue source and a revenue stream and create future pilots and put our brand out there. Just, I, I was inspired today. Heard Force One's happening soon, right, for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I told him we need names for these things. And he's like, well, Christian, I put the Marshall logo on the bottom of the plane. So when I'm flying over West Virginia, people can see the Marshall plane and the Marshall logo. And I was like, hey, okay, that's pretty good. But I still want to name them Herd 1, Herd 2. Yeah, Herd 1, Herd 2. Yeah. I like it. I got a lot of questions. People have uh, been constantly, um, you know, bombarding me with more stuff, different stuff than we talked about last week here. So I know the one thing that we probably should talk about first and foremost is, you know, yesterday, you know, reading reports from uh, the Herald Dispatch, you know, the turf might not be pulled up until after the spring game. Uh, so you can accommodate uh, all the fans at Jones C. Edwards Stadium and still get the turf taken care of for the spring game. Yeah, you know, I need to have some more conversations with the good people who are managing that project. Obviously, a conversation with Coach Huff on timing of all of the things that he wants to do to prepare our team for the fall. Uh, but it does look like that's not going to be uh, part of the equation. So now it's, you know, what is the best venue for us and what makes the most sense um, for the things that we want to do uh, in our parking lots, in our neighborhoods, and, and the good folks that that support tailgating here. Uh, you know, they're giving back quite a bit too. So they're doing some fun things for the community and, and obviously it's rallied around our spring football game and then they're making a donation to the football program, right? So I definitely want to honor those folks that are helping us do what we need to do on the financial side uh, while they're entertaining their their friends, colleagues, and partners um, out in our parking lots near our fields. So we'll, we'll get it figured out. Uh, I'm really close to making a, a decision on it just a couple more pieces of information to make sure that it doesn't cause any problems. And uh, and there we go. The greatest thing about the whole story is we're getting a brand new tier, uh, football field. Greatest thing. And I've gotten a lot of like, hey, you need to do this and put this on the field and do that. And so I love that the community has shared their ideas and thoughts. I have ideas on the helmets as well. We'll talk about that later. You know, okay. um, just think Flintstones, water buffaloes. You know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. Think, think, think that a little bit. Okay. I, I don't okay. know if that would that would hold water with Coach Huff, having the I, whole I, buffalo looking. I don't think that's going to work. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I have ideas. Not all of them are good, but I do have plenty of them. Right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the other thing that um, maybe piqued a lot of people's um, interest. Can you elaborate more on what your designs are, your plans are for the end zone project? You can ask Jason Courier after this. I have yelled for years, tear, tear down those metal bleachers. I don't yeah. like those metal bleachers. He is at times text me. Here he is. The yeah. builder is at it again. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really good at spending your money, even though it's not mine. Um, yeah. What's your plans for the end zone? That's got a lot of people uh, excited and peaked. Yeah, you know, obviously this has been something that a lot of our people have been talking about for a number of years. So uh, the Big Green took me out to Charleston to meet with some great folks out there who, whose residents are closer to the, to the main heart of that city and, and who definitely 
come to everything in Huntington for Marshall. And and it really spawned out of that meeting. They they had some good energy, some good ideas, a group of guys and gals that just want to make our game day atmosphere a little bit more engaging. And so how do you do that? And one of those ideas was, you know, do we need those green configured stands? Uh, I asked Cole, our ticket guy, hey, how many people actually even have an account up there, right? So, you know, we're less than 70 people have an account up there. Uh, So we can give those folks a better seat uh, in a better location for the same price and, and move them Right. And then make a decision to, you know, maybe we banner them for a year while we're figuring out our plans for a patio. Right. That extends a little bit. And we have more of a beer garden type feel in that end zone uh, where we can plan and prepare, you know, all the things you need out there, concessions and bathrooms. And, you know, I am a big believer in a in video board technologies. Right. Uh, it is not the only way to engage a fan, but it is fun when you have a great video board that is large enough for everyone to see that can do some interactive games on it, right? And replay at a high level. Just a lot of ways to engage your your crowd at a game. So that is the primary reason that I want those stands out of there because I want to build an unbelievably large scoreboard, right? Uh, and I think people will get behind that and, and help us with it. And the technology has gotten so inexpensive. If you can procure the chips, the chips the mic, the, to build the boards, the boards can be built, configured, cut, designed in any shape, right? And it's not $30 million anymore. It's, it's, it's a seven-figure sum, but it's a much lower one. How big are you thinking? That was a question. Uh, you know, whatever, whoever has the biggest one out there, right? Okay, like, that's, good. What, that's good. You know, I, I was joking with Brad. I was like, hey, let's pretend like both of us have really low self-esteem and let's build the largest scoreboard in the country. And and he's like, Christian, we got to compensate for something, right? And it, I was like, absolutely, let's have some fun with it, right? So I'm not afraid to go for it and, and neither is our president and neither are the people that care about Marshall, right? Every person that I've sort of had an off-the-cuff conversation with are like, yeah, let's do that. And everyone just assumes it's Texas is, has the biggest board, and they might. But I'm actually going to have someone go out there and like, hey, tell me what the measurements are, and let's go bigger, whatever that is, you know? Okay, I like it. Yeah. I, I like that a yeah. lot. Uh, I got some pretty good um, questions as far as about some of the things that maybe you can do in the future as far as you know, your investment in, in football improvements. Um, one, outdoor practice fields. Is that something that's on maybe your wish list? It, it is, actually. Uh, you know, real estate has become a top priority around here, right? And useful real estate, right? Let's not – let's understand the real estate that we're inheriting or buying, we all know what happened at baseball, right? And and we've discovered some things about acquiring land and then learning about soil samples and then understanding about building processes and then capping, you know, things that have that have issues. So I would love to do that. Uh, just how do we acquire them? Where do we locate them? We seem to be really comfortable in this community building things that are a couple of blocks apart from each other. Like, and it's okay, right? Uh, you know, the downtown isn't that far away. Marshall University is not that far away. The the Joan is where the Joan is. The Cam is where the Cam is. Softball is where softball is. Soccer is where soccer is. It seems like we're comfortable building within our community. And I kind of like it too, right? I kind of like the fact that our soccer stadium is in a neighborhood, right? 
um, I kind of like the fact that you can connect to something and know that it exists inside your community. I love the fact that I drive by my football stadium twice every day, once on the way in and once on the way out. It's just unique. So why wouldn't we celebrate that and look for spots where we can improve our neighborhoods and build some great facilities? And maybe we open that up to the communities too, right? Depending on you know how much we use it, right? And just being thoughtful about it. So it's a long play, but something I'm definitely interested in exploring. Yeah, and a follow up to that was also as far as adding improving parking because you know because that's a source of revenue also that helps the the fan experience possibly maybe in the east lot near the indoor practice facility. I know land's going to be the issue again. Yeah, you know no matter where you go, parking is an issue, right? And people want to be as close as they possibly can get. Uh, but now I know the good f- the good folks in Marshall really want a place to like entertain and hang out and tailgate and get to know each other and spend some time together. And you need bigger lots for that. You know, th- there's even some folks that have given me ideas about you know RV parking and you know you have to set up power hookups and you know things like that to make that a little bit more user friendly. And guess what? You can charge a premium for that spot. You know, for those kind of spots, mm-hmm. right? If you do it right, <laughs> those people will pay for the hookups, right? So, yeah, we're gonna look at all of it. Okay, um, I'm going to go with this one first since um, you, know, you might have a lot to say. Um, first of all, you were talking about meeting with the architects as yeah. far as baseball. So do you have an update there? Because, again, baseball doesn't go away. Coach Huff yesterday in his presser you know, mentioned some things he'd like to do, but baseball comes first, he yeah. stressed. So you know, that seems to be a priority everyone gets. You know, where are you at as far as that process? Anything yeah. maybe worth uh, you know, mentioning? Yeah. It went great. It couldn't have gone any better. I got great information and ideas. Uh, I discovered uh, an opportunity for us uh, to save a sizable amount of money, a seven-figure sum, a high seven-figure sum, uh, you know, off of the original cost that was provided uh, on the other site, on the old site. Uh, so, you know, we're going to continue to review that. Those meetings are happening this week. Uh, more information needs to be disseminated to the president. More information needs to be disseminated to the mayor's office. And that's on on the architects and, and definitely on me to make sure that gets to them. Uh, so we're going to try to do that this week and, and hopefully have some better understanding collectively on our options. It's all about options, right? We have to explore every single option. So meeting with the architects allowed me to look at all of those options and determine what options might be most beneficial for us. Uh, you know, Brad talks a lot about how are we going to make this decision, and you know, cost is obviously one of those factors, right? And so we have to manage, you know, what this facility's cost. Time to play. We have got to get the team out onto a field to play. How long is that going to take? Which location gives us the shortest duration of time before we're playing in that venue? Right, and then the community impact and the fan impact. Like those are the three reasons. Those are the three things we're now analyzing, and I think I have a pretty good overview to share uh, because the architects did a really nice job um, helping me understand what happened in the projects and the scope and uh, more to come. Very, very close to to some great outcomes, I think. Christian Spears is with me. Uh, we've got uh, a few more questions I want to get to. Uh, I'll tie this one in because someone asked me about maybe you pushing for a hotel near the stadium, and I'm sure that would go in with baseball as well <laughs> in that area. I mean, I, I know it's not your job to uh, to build everything in Huntington, right. you know, but you, know, you seem to be the guy to go to right now. Oh, my gosh. How you get all this information? Yes. The way my brain works, Paul, is I'm always thinking about different ways to do things, right? So if we can include an arena district, a stadium district, I'm all for it. And and I think there's people in Huntington who feel that same way. I do. 
We got a lot in. Short time. Yeah. We did it. We did it. We'll yeah. do it again hopefully next week. Um, I like your guy playing the music to get us off of here. Yeah. 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 He, he knows. Okay. <laughs> time for you guys to shut up. We have more things to do now. For our producer Gabriel Sellards, for Ryan Sirk, who we used his skills uh, well today in his running. Uh, I want to thank Christian Spears for joining us here on the program. That's going to do it for this edition here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.